Welcome to episode 16 of You Will Get Blisters. Oh, my arms are sore. Are they? Yeah. What have you oh, done? I sound really annoying now because I've been in the gym, haven't I? Have you? Yeah. Not today. Fair play, fair play. Yesterday and the day before. First time I've been in the gym, two days in a row, currently can't lift my own arms above my own head. I've been working on the farm today. Well, that's a graft in itself. So I've been wheeling the wheelbarrows. That, that's a, sort of the same. It is the same. It's yeah. just you're doing like actual work as well. So what have you been wheeling? Oh, just brambles. Just brambles. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it sound less impressive. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to be like, rocks and logs and <laughs> no. potatoes i was hoping for actually well, but i don't so, know well, i mean we do yeah. yeah and not today so hang on where are these brown you've been trimming the hedgerows well it's winter at the moment isn't it yeah, yeah. so all the hedgerows get trimmed back because they yeah. get all a bit out of control before they start growing so it makes them nice and tidy again for the uh, springtime god you're so wholesome there's me there's <laughs> me god honestly <laughs> I'm lucky to pull the weeds up out of my drive and you're <laughs> trimming the hedgerows. So do those hedgerows then grow like blackberries and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Obviously, brambles, Emily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do love a good blackberry. And me. Underrated, I think. I'm around people that talk about fruit and veg all the time, so I feel like they get quite a good rep. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm definitely so what, What's not. the mainstream view of blackberries, Em? Tell me. Well, I just don't think they get raved about. In my group, you know. My bring them on. up. Bring them up in your group chat. I'm going to bring them up. I'm going to bring them up. But you know, like you say, if you were to say like, oh, I don't know. Okay, like, so for example, I'm seeing a couple of friends this weekend mm. and I'm taking the pastries. Are you? Someone, one of the other girls is taking fruit and one of the other girls is doing um, drinks and something else, I think. I don't think blackberries would be the fruit of choice to the platter. Well, it shouldn't be this weekend because they're out of season. It's autumn, isn't it? Really, all you want to be on is, um, well, there's actually no fruits in season at the moment. Well, there? that's the thing in the UK. So if you only wanted to eat fruit in season in the UK, you'd be scuppered, wouldn't you? We're still on the apples that have been stored. Yeah. And like, I'm not suggesting you take around a fruit puree, but our freezer's yeah. full of puree. What do you do with fruits. puree? I stick it in our porridge in the mornings. Overnight, oh God, you are good, aren't you? You are good. <laughs> so, what do you mean? You're just blending apples? Yeah, apples, a bit of cinnamon, got some pears right. in there as well. Oh God, you're really good. You're really good. I, and I was popping all the honey in them until we well, obviously found out about my gut issue. You have got, yeah, no more honey for you, Buzzy Bee. No. Oh, people don't even eat honey, do they? This is the thing. I always think they do. They don't. They make it. I think they do, don't they? Oh, do they? They oh, do have know. to eat a bit for Here their energy. Here we go again, me giving out incorrect information. Well, I was actually on a beekeeping course as COVID hit them. What? Why don't I know <laughs> this? We were mid beekeeping. Right. And then we Step got put back. in lockdown. No, do you know what? This does ring a bell. No, I didn't know you were doing a course, but I knew you were interested in keeping bees. Mm. Well, no. Because you loved honey. Yeah. So I probably won't do it now because I'm not going to eat it. Because technically, here we go again, me trying to catch the non-vegan of not being a vegan. <laughs> if sake. you're a proper vegan, and I'm talking proper, not like They you, wouldn't eat. But they, they wouldn't, wouldn't eat honey, honey, would they? Yeah. Why yeah. is that? Because they see that the bees are working for it. Well, there's one way of producing honey that is known in the beekeeping world. I remember this from the course yeah. as vegan honey. Now, it's right. still honey. So basically, yes, because the bees do eat the honey. So oh. when people keep bees, they often replace some of the bees honey with like a sugar syrup and the bees eat that instead. But naturally, they would be eating the honey. 
But then if you didn't do that and you wanted the honey, you'd only come out with quite a small amount. But some people do do it that way. So they come out with a really small amount of honey, but it's literally what the, the bees have left over. And some beekeepers would call that vegan honey because you're not stealing it from the bees at all. That makes sense. But you only come out with a really small amount. So what would you have done if you were keeping bees? Would you have done that? Well, we didn't get really far enough into it to decide, but there's different um, like hives as well and the way they work is different. And I do think it's a bit strange to give a, a bee some sugar syrup when that's not really what it wants. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think, yeah, like main mass-produced honey is really bad for that sort of thing. Oh, I didn't know that. I feel terrible now. This honey I'm eating, these bees are probably living a life of sugar syrup. Do you want a good bee fact? Always. If bees were paid minimum wage, a jar of honey would cost £142,000. Oh, that is a good bee fact. Um, so, yeah, no, honey's obviously not vegan, but I've, I think there's far worse things you could be eating. Yeah. And there's different ways it can be produced. But anyway, I'm not eating it either way now, so it doesn't really matter wow. to me. Right, should we go back to the walk? Go on then. Where are you? Where have you been? What day is it? So it's day 20 now and we've okay. woken up in Porlock um, in that lovely B&B cottage. Nice. And how many miles are on the agenda today? Just 10 and a half. Oh, a cool 10 and a half. Light work for you. Yeah, light work. And we've got a rest day the next day in Dunster. Oh, so I bet the moon is high in camp. Oh, morale is high. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for my day off. So yeah, cool, ten and a half miles. And M, um, because I'm not vegan, yeah, <laughs> I will mention that um, this was the first place where we'd had breakfast, breakfast included, oh. where they actually asked us how we would like our eggs. Really? Yeah, it surprised me as well. Isn't that a standard breakfast question? You would think so. How do you like your eggs? Are they off with a kiss? Yeah, uh, I like mine with a kiss, please, Stary Man. Standard seems to either be fried or yeah. scrambled. Yeah, poached is an art, but once you get the art, you you set the life. It's the washing up, really, isn't it, with the poached? We can do it in all kinds of clever swirly ways. You swirl the water in the pan, you just drop it in and it cooks. I always find there's a lot of wastage, but some people use like a little, probably if you had a B&B, use one of those little egg pouches. Yeah, definitely, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, so, I always opt for the poached. Is that what you went for? Yeah, probably. I mean, I haven't. To be honest with you, I've got a feeling I went for the vegan breakfast, actually. Are you joking? (laughs) After all that, probably I just wasn't feeling it. Yeah. uh, Tom always goes for the fried. What would you go for? Mm, I do like a fried egg. Yeah. I do like scrambled egg. I like all the eggs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd mix it up. If I was eating, like being on the walk, I'd imagine you'd had quite a lot of breakfasts, which you have. We've covered a lot of them. I'd interchange um, it. We literally have breakfast every day. We did have you things. (laughs) I think, yeah, I think I'd just mix it up. Okay. I always go for a poach. That's almost always my number one. Nice. Mm. So I had lovely breakfast there. And then we set off and we went through like a bit of marshland as you come out of Porlock. It's really weird. Um, there's like little dead crabs everywhere. It was like a horror scene, actually. I was going to say, you know what that's giving? Yeah. House of the Dragon. What, little dead crabs? The crab feeder scenes. <gasps> yes. If you know, you know. Perhaps they were filming that. Maybe. Those scenes, and we're not giving any spoilers to anyone that's not got around to watching it. Oh, they stuck with me. 
What I would say is if you were a Game of Thrones fan, it is worth watching that. It's I House, do. Of, the Drag- House, House of, the of the Dragon. I thought it was yeah. good. I thought it was good as well. Yeah, yeah. 10 out of 10 from us. We give them a rating. If anyone wants to give us a rating on the podcast. Yeah, anyone that was involved of, in House of the Dragon <laughs> wants to rate or shout out the podcast, that would be that would be okay. We'd be fine with that. Hey, well, we do have a connection to someone big from Game of Thrones. Maybe she could. So she's from Leamington Spa. Oh, that's the only okay. connection. We don't actually yeah. know her. Well, yeah, I mean, we don't know her, <laughs> but we know people that do know her. So we could get maybe get in touch and get her to give us a shout. Out. I've heard she's been in my pub as well. She she definitely has. She loves it, Sophie. Sophie with Turner, Jonas, is it? Sophie Turner, she's with Jonas now, isn't From the Jonas Brothers, isn't she? Just, you're talking about like you know her. She's with that Joe Jonas, actually. There you go. Yeah. If you're listening, Sophie Turner, hashtag, she might do hashtag Leamington Spa and come across. Do you know, I reckon we'll have someone that listens to the podcast that knows someone that knows someone that knows her. Oh, I don't even think it'd be that. I know people that know her. Well, why haven't you got her on? Well, I think she's busy. <laughs> do you? Probably had better offers. <laughs> I tell you what, though, Sophie, if work's drying up, if we get a couple more listens on this podcast, we're going to start um, earning five pounds a month. Well, no joke. A bit more than that. Five pounds. We're close to earning a month on this bad boy. And there's so split three ways. What's that? Oh God. Uh, <laughs> You're good at math. It's less less than two pounds each. Less than two quid. There yeah. we go. Oh, if there's any keen foragers listening, just outside of Porlock, where all the dead crabs are, is also a lot of samphire. Oh, I quite like that in yeah. small quantities. Oh, yeah. It's quite salty, isn't it? Salty. So I thought, oh, here we go, embarrassing myself. I thought that grew underwater. I think it grows near water. Near water. Uh, okay. So that grows wild in the UK. Yes. Do you know, whenever I've seen Samphire in the supermarket, which isn't often, I'll be honest, because I don't shop in posh places. I was going to say, shop in Waitrose. Yeah, well, I've, I've, no, definitely not. I don't have a Waitrose anywhere near me. I've got an M&S near me. I don't know where I've bought it from. It's not cheap, that stuff. No. I think it's native to marshland. Okay. Which this was. And it was really eerie, M, because there's all these dead crabs around. Oh, yeah. We Googled it because it was just really weird kind of landscape. And it was a, a submarine forest, it's called. Right. So at some point, the land is submerged in salt water. Yeah. And then obviously we were there in summer. That's oh, disappeared. So it's dry. Gone. Yeah. Oh, but there's like dead trees and stuff knocking about. And that probably happened at speed, which then left the little crabbies. We're guessing oh, all no. these crabs, yeah, didn't obviously yeah, make it. R.I.P. That's sad. So we come out through the marshland and then we're walking up a hill called Bossington Hill. Okay. Oh, that sounds like a big hill by the name. Oh, it was quite big. I mean, it was probably tiny. For a hill to have a name, that's some hill. That's fair. Well, I was struggling up Bossington Hill and partly because I needed a wee. Oh. So I just, I had to stop and go. A wild wee? A wild wee. Have we covered this yet? wild weeing because this must be a daily thing um most days we at least stop at yeah to be fair it probably is a day a day uh, almost daily thing 
Did you have a sheepy? No. I couldn't get on board with those at Glastonbury. I've never used one. Helen, my sister-in-law, she won't mind me saying, loves them. Really? Well, I say loves them. <laughs> She's not choosing to use a sheepy at home over <laughs> <laughs> she loves it within reason. She's a, she's an avid Glastonbury attender. Yeah. And it was my first time at Glastonbury. And she was like, oh, I won't do an impression of Helen's accent. You know <laughs> Helen's accent. I'll, I'll do it, but wrong. She's like, oh, got to go and use the sheepies. It's great. Well, I'm sorry for TMI. I pissed everywhere. <laughs> Did you go to like, where, where were you weeing? It's so it's like, have you been, have you been to Glastonbury to use the no, sheepies? No, I've been to a right. festival. So it was like, this is my memory of it. It's a long, it's quite a long time ago. So you, there's like a sheepy section, oh, and it really? was sen- yeah. So like essentially, they'd created this. It was it was really nice done. Like nice people working on them. You went in, and it was almost like a little maze. I remember it, but there's almost like a urinal all the way around yeah. the edge of it. And then you were handed this sheepy, which was, oh, so they're handing um, them out there. You haven't yeah, to take which they own. were all recyclable very Glastonbury obviously and this was quite a long time ago it was all very all recyclable and you had to like <laughs> get in like pee in it but I was like oh. but I don't I, I, was probably, I was probably drunk and I, I couldn't do it and then luckily I had all my wipes and everything I was like oh this was uh, but Helen made it look easy no oh, she's a pro she's an absolute sheepy pro so no, I go for the um the tried and tested crouch squat yeah. yes yeah. So I had like looked around on the hill and saw like a little bush. Nice. So I went straight by like a bit of heather or something, something a bit yeah. spiky. Oh. Went went behind there, and you know, instant relief. You <laughs> know the feeling. Pedal, yeah. Um. And then I look up and further up. I thought no one could see me here. I look oh, no. up a bit further up the hill. There's like a group of lads. <laughs> I just watched the I whole thing. They were like, <laughs> we're out for a walk today. I saw this bird. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I didn't care by that point. I was just hot and bothered. <laughs> well, but, we haven't asked about the weather today. Was it a scorcher again? Oh, pretty much. Unless I mention it, it was yeah. a scorcher. Yeah, long hot yeah, summer. You, you remember the long hot summer? I, do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> Apparently, we're in for another one. Oh, they say that every time. They say that every. They year. say that to get people clicking on the. Stone but I, must, I mean, last summer was truly a long hot summer, wasn't <laughs> we, it? Yeah, we, well, you're going to remember it. When you turned up at my house, whenever it was, August, you looked like been in Barbados for <laughs> So you did actually say that to us, yeah. I really said that to you. You know, like, do your parents always bang on about the summer of, is it 78? Oh, yes, they do. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the summer of 78. Well, now I feel like it, it's a summer of 22. I I feel like that that was on par. Yeah, you're probably right actually because no, we did we had record temperatures, didn't we? Well, the, the difference is they didn't have water, did they? In the summer of '78, it yeah, dried. There was a drought. Yeah, but obviously, you know, the infrastructure's improved since then. There was. But I think it was hotter. Pro- problems. I think you're right because we broke records. But yeah. I never know. Whenever they say, "Oh, we're on course to break," not that we're pleased about it, because let's be honest, it's global warming. But whenever they say we're on course to break a record, mm. they they say from when they've been recording the time, the temperatures, mm-hmm. and I can't remember when they started doing that. No, I can't remember either. But it was before 1978. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Also, I can't remember when it was, but yeah, long hot summer. Long hot summer. It's 99 degrees in the shade. I feel like we've gone a few episodes without doing I that. Know, so. I <laughs> I actually haven't listened to that song in real life. No, because it, we enjoy it on the podcast. We do our own version. We do our own one. 
So that day, um, was the day, the big day that we completed. Well, we didn't complete, we didn't the whole thing, but we came to the end of our stint on the Southwest Coast Path. Way, hey, I tell you what, what did you do to celebrate? Well, it finishes in Minehead. Oh, okay. They have got Butlins there. We no, we didn't, get, we didn't go. There. <laughs> we didn't go to Butlins. Um, but we did walk through Minehead. Okay. And yeah, we had a bit of a celebration when we got to the end of the path. And they had these things around the town called metal heads. Oh. And I don't really know the full story, but I feel like local businesses had made their own little um, metal people. Okay. And they all had like different person, different personas, you know, like there was nice. a, a butcher, a baker, and you could candlestick, candlestick baker <laughs> probably. Um, <laughs> you could get a little leaflet from the uh, from the town hall or well, the visitor centre or whatever and go around and take them all off. Did you not go to the Minehead Museum? No, we, well, we, we didn't have time. So you, we weren't you staying in Minehead. You your day off. You were just walking through. Oh, yeah. I bet you were good about that. Well, well like we did to stop go, for lunch you? because um, I'd never been to Minehead. Have you? No, no. But Tom remembered his, he went on a lad's holiday once. It's a strange Minehead. place to go. I think one of their friends had a grand that lived there or something. Okay. What? And <laughs> the, the lad's holiday from the estate yeah. of Tom's mate's <laughs> grand. Are you joking? <laughs> it's a classic. <laughs> Tom, sorry. This has got in between us all over it. <laughs> yeah, it really has. They were a bit, They are a bit of an in-between us group, actually, Tom's mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tom, sorry. Brand new information. <laughs> Tom has clarified that they were only 14. <laughs> so, as you were, you can stay with your grand. <laughs> still crap me up. I love that. that. That is an in between this episode. I'm yeah, sorry. but they all went down. How did you get down in there? the Chingachenta? Oh, no, because they couldn't <laughs> drive at 14. No. Did someone give you a lift down to Minehead? Got the train. Oh, but that was an adventure. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> right, geography. Tom is from, is Tom from Reading? Near Reading, yeah. Near Reading. Where's that in relation to mine, Ed? You know what I'm like? Um, I know where Reading is. It's probably like an hour and a half, two hour drive. Oh, but they were gassed for that one. <laughs> so they, so he had this memory in his head that they went to this pub called the Hairy Dog. <laughs> <laughs> And at the time, you can imagine, probably thought it was like going to Ministry of Sound or something. (laughs) So he was like absolutely buzzing to show me the hairy dog. Oh, I love it. So we had lunch in the hairy dog. It was kind of like uh, Weatherspoons. Amazing. But imagine that at 14. I bet they had a great time. And back to the grands. Back to the grands. Back to the grand and probably had a curfew, bless her. Fair play to her for having a load of lads down. <laughs> proper in-betweeners. This is so in-between. It's proper. But I'm not being funny. Can you imagine this trip at 14? You'd have been fucking buzzing about this. I'd have <laughs> loved it. So fond memories for Tom. It was, yeah. Fond- it wasn't quite the lads holiday when we went back, but it had the essence <laughs> of uh, lads holiday. <laughs> Um, and whilst we were in Minehead, yeah, there was a Morrison's there. So oh. we knew there wasn't going to be like a big shop at Dunster when we got there. And we were there for a couple of nights because we got tomorrow off. Nice. Oh, so, so did you stock up? Oh, we went and stocked up. But how did you know? So did you know you were going to have a fridge the next day or did you? Yeah, because we were in an Airbnb. Nice. Yeah, it's in the pictures. Nice. So Full kitchen. Yeah. Oh. 
Oh, but you're very excited. Oh, I was so excited. And um, this Airbnb was only 40 quid a night. I reckon it must have been like new on the market. They wanted to get their uh, reviews up. Nice. Because what would you have on average been paying for something like that? In other oh, places? well, you know, I mean, you use the Airbnb. I um, wouldn't be surprised if that if that place was on for £80. That yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have paid it, but I wouldn't have batted an eyelid. But for £40, yeah. it was excellent value. Oh, brilliant. So we stopped up at Morrison's, but then hadn't really taken into consideration that we're still two miles from the place. Oh, so we're now got, carrying... It's almost like eyes bigger than belly, yeah, eyes yeah. bigger than bag. Exactly. Back. So we're now oh. carrying our backpacks and two bags of shopping each. You know where you've gone wrong on this walk? Um, going in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that then, Em? Do you remember that place that had the donkeys in the cobbled streets? Clavelli. Clavelli. Should have taken a donkey. Should have taken a donkey. Yeah. <laughs> that I mean that would have come with its own issues. You say that where it would have slept, you know, but <laughs> feeding oh, that, what was that hill called? Bossington Hill. Bossington Hill. hill. Someone's been... gonna Google that now and it's gonna be about five meters tall. No, Sarah, we are gonna look, you'd have had you'd have Can been... we do a quick Google? How tall was it? Bossington Hill. It was a hiking hill. Minehead. It's open for 24 hours a day. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm always worried they're going to close it's down. Got, it's got the opening times. Wednesday, open 24 hours. Thursday, open 24 hours. <laughs> so if anyone is interested in visiting the Boston Hill, Boston Hill, you don't need to book a time slot. You can turn up 24 hours. <laughs> Somebody's done that. But yeah, that's very Google. reasonable time. That's really funny that someone's updated that. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Enjoy this. So there's... It's a lot of talk about a 5.3 kilometre circular trail near Minehead, Somerset. Generally considered a moderately challenging route. Mm. How high is Bossington? Here we go. 241 metres. And I don't know how reliable this source is, but there we are. That's so a decent that's, It's decent, it's certainly not big. I, I'm comparing that to the 200 metre run at school and I think that's quite far. Okay. <laughs> that's a long, and that's going upwards. Yes. That's a long I think hill. it was quite steep. Let's see, does it say? There's a prominence of nine metres slash 30 foot and there is a trail leading to the summit. Look, Sarah, no one's going to start saying to you that you put it out on a hill. No. And if they do, well, screw them. Screw, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as you approach Minehead, right. you walk down a, hi- a hill. And when I say you walk down a hill, like it goes on for ages. It's maybe like a mile of walking downhill. Which, as we know, is harder on the legs, isn't it? Oh, yeah. On yeah, the hard work. And when we got towards the bottom of the hill, there was a really old boy. I'm going to say late 70s. Okay. With a walking stick. I bet he was older, you know, sir. After I'm thinking about been. Duncan. That's true. He's in a very different um, physical state than Duncan. Yeah. He was out of puff and he said, um, I'm nearly there. I'm so nearly there. Oh, bless him. So he was walking up it as you were walking down it. Yeah. And he must have only been about 10% of the way up. Oh, bless him. I bet you were nice and positive. Like, yeah, not far now. You've got this. Yeah, I just sort of said, yeah, not too far now. Bless him. Then we looked at each other like, oh my God, he's not going to make it. <laughs> what was he thinking? Well, if he's not from around there. Like, if you're a tourist in area and you've got to get to the top of that hill for a pub or whatever, you... Mm. How else is he going to get up there? Isn't yeah. you know might not have his car, might not drive. 
Well, there's no, there was no road there. Oh, sorry. This was like a, a hiking hill. Yes, he's on a like a trail now. He's on the southwest coast path then. Oh my God, he's on the southwest coast path. I'm so sorry. I thought that's my fault. So you know when you said you were coming into mine head? Do you know what I pictured whenever you say that? Oh, like a street. A road coming right, down. It's no. almost like, that's really funny. So every you've said that a few times, haven't you? As we were entering such a place, I always imagine there's this little like, road like some sort of occasionally we are on a road yeah but i should be more specific no sarah i quite enjoy using my imagination but we're off-roading as much as possible yeah makes it nicer so uh cheap airbnb nice was next to a pub oh and it was like the sort of pub that's right up my street nice and um that night i found the most southerly pickled egg (gasps) oh the first one on the walk so I'm absolutely buzzed, you can imagine, at the um, bar. And also in that pub, they had a pool table. Perfect. Nice. And next to the pool table, they've got a parrot. Oh. And the parrot is called Nelson, if I remember correctly. And so Tom and I have been playing pool like throughout the walk when we come across a pool table and yeah. we've got like a running tally. And I can't remember what we're on now, but basically I still haven't won a game. <laughs> so I'm not feeling very confident on the pool table. But you're still keeping the tally. I like that. Yeah, I'm still keeping the tally. So I'm having a go. I'm trying my best. This Nelson here keeps calling me a wanker. <laughs> yeah, whilst I'm playing pool. <laughs> it, <laughs> it goes, um, wanker. <laughs> Every time I have a go. Oh, but only you. Well, there's only me and Tom in there. But like, is it every time you? Yeah, not Tom. Not just t- me. He didn't like you. No, so put me right off my game. I just parrot. Nelson's coming back through. <laughs> you know, back to the pickled egg. Yeah, sure. How do you go about buying? I've I've never purchased a pickled egg. From a bar? From a, well, I've only ever once purchased pickled eggs in my life when we bought a jar. And yeah. Brad and I were both too grossed out to actually eat them. They didn't get out. I said, I feel awful now when you love them. So you, what do you do? You just spot them on the bar and they're in a yeah. jar. And yeah. then you just say, and a pickled egg, please. And and what, yeah. they get some sort of tongs and they hand you some wet, drippy, vinegary egg? Yeah, so they've normally got like mm. a slatted ladle or something to drop in there. Yeah. Um, and most places, I mean, some would just give you a pickled egg in a little pot, but okay. most places will ask you if you want it in a bag of crisps. You know, people put them in a crisps and then they Stop eat pickled it. egg last. Yeah. I've never seen that. Oh, so I'm it, living under a rocket. It would be normal to have it inside a packet of salt and vinegar crisps or cheese and onion crisps. Well, you choose your own flavour. How much are you paying for a pickled egg? Can I guess? Yeah, sure. £1.50. Oh my God, not that much. Oh. I've never seen one for more than a pound. Okay. I reckon the going rate's about 60p. Looks good, isn't it? Yeah. It's a good little protein sauce. Yeah. I'm going to look out for one next time I'm in a pub. I know I've said this before, but I'm going to look out for them. Treat yourself. Yeah. I don't think I could. I think I'd feel very, it'd be strange, but then I guess it is normal. If it's a pickled egg pub, people are doing it, aren't they? Oh, yeah, for sure. And they have you get them down the chip shop as well. I don't think you do around my way, but I could be wrong. I bet you do, Emmy. You've just never looked. Yeah, no. Yeah. Now, now you've said. I mean, I, I, I don't really go to the chippy, do I? We've covered this. Always, you have um, gherkins or pickled eggs on the counter at the chip shop. Ah, uh, okay. Mm. I'm sure I've had one round your way. Have you? Mm. Yeah, you're right. It's one of those things. Now, you know, when you're looking for a, for something, the next day you see it, don't you? Yeah. When you're well, made aware of something. It is quite a rarity in pubs now. So if I do see one, I have to have one. 
do you think that's um is that demand or is that just it's just people i don't know it's just a bit of an old man thing to eat, yeah. I suppose, isn't it? It's probably not in fashion, but it will come around. Well, they all watch do. this space. <laughs> it's like, you know, when our parents used to say to us, oh, in my day, I'd wear this. And we were like, oh, gross. And now we're all wearing it. Yeah. 2025 trend, pickled eggs. Pickled eggs, yeah. Everyone will be chomping on them at the bar. So what sort of time were you going back to the B&B after your game of pool and after Nelson had finished calling you a wanker <laughs> at the pool table? I think we got in quite early because we wanted to, well, we're tired. We needed a rest. And we thought there'd be a telly there, but there wasn't. Oh. That was a bit of a disappointment. But it was nice just to have a bit of a, I think there was a couple of books in there. We just amused oh, ourselves. Nice. And then we spent the whole next day just having a wander around Dunster, which was perfectly pleasant. Oh, yeah. So I'm thinking you're always up early, but when you had a rest day, you were. No, absolutely have to be, not. Did you? And Sorry, there was a, like on. a school trip going around Dunster oh. and I think I'd been there as a child as well oh on a school trip or on a, no on a I went with um my mum used to be in a choir yeah her choir went there and we were all dressed as cowboys and I don't know why don't ask me why I imagine it was someone's idea in the choir you know to make it a bit more fun yeah it's got to do something to make a choir a bit more fun no I, I know they're, they're coming back for people joining choirs now Oh, yes, they are. I've got a friend that's joining a choir again and I've got a, a friend of mine's wife is very active in a choir. I think that's nice because I, I think it's a generational thing where people don't like join clubs anymore because they're all on the socials. But it's nice to do things with real people. Oh, I agree. Oh, you mean you on the socials in the social media? That's yeah. What, oh, right. So hang on. That's the thing. People aren't joining clubs now because they're interacting with people well, on social media. Don't you think... Less people join. My parents wouldn't go into, they had a club on every night. Did they? Do you know what though? I think it's something really nice about having a hobby and doing something. But I suppose some of it for a lot of people is it's the initiation of, oh God, I'm going to be the first one there. I might not know anyone. Yeah. Whereas for your parents, they're, well, especially your dad, he's was born and grown up in that area, hasn't he? So mm. he's probably always knows someone at the activity. Yeah, that's true. Whereas for a lot of people, especially if you move to a new area, you wouldn't know someone. So it's quite daunting for a lot of people to join something new. Well, I would say, jump in at the deep end. If there's yeah. a club that you fancy joining, just go and give it a try. Anything like my the gym I go to, that was a big step for me to join that because it's all it's like mainly it's like group PT classes based. I didn't know anyone. And I've got some cracking friends from there now, you know, like yeah, really yeah. great people. And because, you know, you're, there's so many people in the same position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's having the first go one time. And chances are you've got common interests if you're joining a club. You're mm-hmm. going to have things in common. Tick. Guys, go out there and join clubs. Go on, everyone. Join a club. Let us know what club you join. <laughs> All gone a bit Alan Partridge. <laughs> <laughs> us on insta at you will get blisters thanks for listening and we hope to see you again next time